Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm not reading off the summer wave script. Not today. Heat wave script. This well, is, you never really weird. had a script. I did. I had a whole script. That's why it was so... If you didn't notice, huh. like, uh, unlike other years, it was very on point. Like, what I was saying was consistent <laughs> in the beginning. Um, but today we have an exciting episode. It's no longer the heat wave, but it is the Friday before National Draft Weekend. Memorial Day weekend when most drafts Labor Day, place. Tim. You Labor get Day Labor Day and Memorial Day weekend mixed up more than anyone I've ever met in my life. I know, all the time. Labor Day weekend, the unofficial start of fantasy football, the unofficial draft weekend of fantasy football. So we are going to hit you each with a sleeper, each with a fade or a straight-up bust, and then we're going to hit you with a mock draft, the final mock draft of the 2020 season before we get into the season. Are you guys ready? Oh, I was born ready. I was born in the darkness. Oh, here comes the Yo. here comes it. I haven't done this in a while. I'm ready. The Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast begins now. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Michael, sorry, I feel like I cut you off, bro. What's, what were you saying, man? No, you cut me off, Jason. Oh, Jason, I no, then I definitely, then I definitely don't care. Let's move on. I All right. <laughs> I watched Batman recently, so I'm allowed to reference it now. And I was born be, in the darkness. Be, be specific about which Batman, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight trilogy. The Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> the, best, the best superhero movies there are, period, bar none. End of story. If you disagree, I don't like you. Anyway, Mr. Timothy. I was born in the darkness. It's not a line from the movie. Yes, it is. Often quoted, but no. Bruce Wayne says um, something about the darkness, and then Bane goes, I was born in it. Right. He never says the darkness. He says in it. That's true. All right. I mean, I don't really know what you're getting it's out like, there. It's like the, what's the famous movie line that doesn't that, um, Luke, I am your father. That's not a real nah, line. I think- Yes, it is. No, Darth Vader never says that. I think that's true, but I'm not certain. Nah, there's no way he doesn't say no, that. No, it's like a big big thing when they find out or whatever, but he never says, Luke, I'm your father. I don't know about that one. We're going to have to test that theory. What we're not going to have to test out is, actually, we are probably going to have to test this out too, is what's going down in our fantasy lives in terms of sleepers and Guys that we think are going to be complete busts. So let's get right into it. You want to start with the good or the bad news? Busts or sleepers? Whatever your guys' heart desires. What do you think, Jay? Good. Let's start with the good. All right. Sleeper. Michael, will start with you since you're to my left. Work sleepers. Yeah, I don't know why to your left. You're not, I'm not even to your left. You're Lock on wise, a... Bro. how we read. Look. Left to right. You know, I mean, Tim is looking at us through the computer screen, still not together. Me and Jay are together, but due to COVID, Tim's still over the computer. I guess I'm to his left from his angle. Oh, you are. Yeah. yeah. So is you're that my, just... You're on my left hand. That's China, right? That reads right to left. Is there, Are there other countries that do that? Uh, China does... I don't think China does that. It's Those are Arabic languages that, that read. No, I'm pretty left. sure Chinese books are right to left. I'm yeah, but you don't... I think you... That. You turn it, but you don't read it right to left. You read it left to right, but you turn the book 
I know for sure Arabic. I'm not sure about Chinese. I'm, I'm talking on my ass. But I'm sure Arabic. Traditionally, Chinese was written from top to bottom. Ooh. Everything's written fancy. from top to bottom. What do you mean? Oh, you mean like vertically? Them. Yeah, what? Oh, okay. I thought you meant like down the page, you know? Anyway. <laughs> no, it's from left sleeper. to right. I don't know why that's shh, a thing. Shh, shh. Sleeper. Go ahead, Michael. <laughs> I'm going to give you a pair of young tight ends here that if you're going to wait on the tight end position, I'd be happy about it. And I'd pick one of these guys up. First, I have a tight end too. First, I'm going to start with Noah Fant, the tight end 13 on the season. A lot of people are a little scared away because they have a lot of weapons on that team. But let me make my case for Noah Fant. Seven rookie tight ends have surpassed 500 yards and 12 yards per reception since 2000. I bring this up often because I discuss Chris Herndon here too. In order of the most yards per reception is Mark Andrews, Noah Fant, Rob Gronkowski, Chris Herndon, Aaron Hernandez, Jeremy Shockey, and George Kittle. Elite company, and Noah Fant was second in yards per in yards per reception. Not only was Noah Fant effective in his rookie season, which is a rare feat for tight ends, but he's also a first-round pick who is unbelievably fast, athletic, and was expected to possibly even go in the top 10 prior to the draft. Despite being 18th among tight ends in receptions, he was 13th in yards and 7th in yards after catch. He had only one red zone reception the entire season, despite the fact that he's 6'4", 249. So that's another area where he has a chance to improve. He also played less than 70% of the snaps last season, another area which should improve. He had a case of the drops at times in 2019. There's no denying that. And yeah, there are many mouths to feed in Denver. But take a look who the mouths to feed are. Cortland Sutton, of course, is going to be involved. But you got Jerry Judy, who is also a rookie. Like, we don't know how involved Judy's going to be from the jump. K.J. Hamler, who's a rookie. And then Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay, who are running backs. Running backs are going to get their targets, but they're not real threats for downfield passing work. So I think the mouths-to-feed argument in Denver is a little overstretched with Noah Fant. So he's someone I think is going to demand a significant share of targets in that offense with second-year QB Drew Locke. And I think at tight end 13, he's going to be a great pick. And then TJ Hawkinson, on the other hand, at tight end 15, the other second-year stud athlete tight end who was drafted in the first round. He actually was top 10. Everyone remembers he started his NFL career, six catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Slowed down a bit after that, but he played only 67% of his snaps his rookie season, similar to Fant. That's going to go up. Half of those were in the slot. In the Detroit Lions team preview, Jason mentioned that Danny Amendola was absolutely atrocious in the slot last season. He was top 20 in true target value with Stafford on their center, and he was nowhere near that useful for fantasy purposes. So if Hawkinson lines up in the slot even more, that would be amazing. Matt Stafford's completely healthy again. He was a third overall QB in true throw value last season, and I don't see why that would change. Hawkinson saw between five and nine targets in half his games last year with Stafford on their center, and that was in the beginning half of the year as a rookie. That also bodes well for his future outlook. The only concern here with Hawkinson is that ankle injury still nagging him, but at tight end 15, there's no reason not to take the shot on him. So Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson are two guys you should be targeting late in your well, la- Last year, funny, because if you played the, the tape at this time last year, we also were talking about Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson, but we were telling you, do not draft these guys under any circumstances. Don't do it. And now we're telling you to draft him because that's the difference between a rookie tight end and a second-year tight end in the league historically. 
So if you're thinking about drafting a rookie tight end in general, our advice would be don't. Now, is there a once-in-a-generation rookie tight end that breaks that mold? Sure. Um, for me, for us, we don't believe in taking that risk every single season. Um, Jason, you are on the clock now. Who is your sleeper? Was good. I went super deep sleeper. <laughs> what? Was good. Because uh, we've done the heat wave. We've talked about our rankings. We do mock drafts. Everyone knows by now who we like in the later rounds. I went super deep. Someone who's going undrafted, someone who I'm not going to draft probably. But I'm going to p- immediately put on my watch list. And in PPR leagues, I might draft him. My deep sleeper is Russell Gage. I think Russell, I spoke about him. Russell, Russell Gage, Gage of the Atlanta Falcons. I think I spoke about him a little bit earlier in the year. But in Atlanta's final nine games last season, after Mohamed Sanu was traded, and Mohamed Sanu, first of all, was a staple on fantasy teams for years in that offense. Someone you never liked to start, but someone who you would throw into your flex and PPR leagues every once in a while. Sanu left the door, wide open for Russell Gage. Gage came in, and in the final nine games last season, he averaged 7.3 targets per game. That's a pace of 117 targets. That's how many targets Christian Kirk saw last year. That I, At least that's how many he was on pace for before he got hurt. So, like, the roles are different. Last year, people loved Christian Kirk, the number one receiver on his team. Yeah, well, now Gage is seeing just as many targets, but he's the number three receiver on his team. And he saw, and he caught five of those passes every game. So when PPR leagues were talking about five catches, 45 yards, right there is nine and a half points from someone who's not even going to be drafted. Now, Julio Jones is now 31 years old. He's always had injury concerns. He's been on the field a lot recently. But once you get 31, you never know. Calvin Ridley is expected to take a step up this year. So that's going to open up some field for Russell Gage. And let's not forget Austin Hooper, the tight end one while he was healthy last year, is gone. We can't expect Hayden Hurst to come in and take every single target. And then Todd Gurley will probably, even though he's not the same Todd Gurley, be an improvement over what they had last year. So it's going to be a good offense. Their defense is still not great. And Russell Gage ended last season on pace for 117 targets. So that's someone I'll put on my watch list immediately. I wouldn't be surprised if he offers PPR flex appeal literally all season. And he's, to reference the heat wave, one injury away from being in the wide receiver three conversation every week. Very interesting. Okay, so you went deep sleeper there. Like, might be in the wide receiver three conversation. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, I went deep. I went deep sleeper too. He's only played two seasons. Say it again. He's only played two seasons. This is his third year. Okay. Um, so I've, I cheated a little bit, guys. Sorry. I <laughs> my guy is Eric Ebron. That but cheating? that's just because Eric Ebron, out of these four guys I'm about to mention. I'm the only one that's for sure. I'm, I'm, he's the only one that I'm for sure, for sure certain about. The other guys are kind of a if something works out. First guy is Carryon Johnson. I think that right now Carryon Johnson is going into the season as the starter. In general, my rule of thumb this year has been try to stay away from rookies that aren't making noise in camp because they're going to have less time with the team, and that's going to make them less likely to play. DeAndre Swift was considered a very good player coming out of college but you know good players coming out of college oftentimes you know bust in their first seasons it's not it's not unheard of uh just last season the best uh the best well the second best running back taken david montgomery 
was a bust, right? So, hmm, what do, what do we, what am I looking at here? What am I getting at? <laughs> Carry on Johnson, if he goes out in the first week and against Chicago, puts up 100 yards and two touchdowns, something, or even like less than that. Yeah, he just gave him like a n- number one finish. Right, exactly. So if he really impresses, then he might have a stranglehold in this job. If he more than just, if he even if he more than just does average, if he has something like seventy yards, thirty yards receiving in a touchdown, like that is something where the coaches are going to go, hey, we need to get this guy on the field. Carry on Johnson got injured last year. He's one year removed from over five yards a carry in his rookie season. So yes, Carry on Johnson has had two injuries and has gotten injured twice, but it's not like he's devoid of talent. This is a guy who a lot of fantasy people like. So I think Carryon Johnson has a chance, if he does blow up in week one, to carry over. But that's a big if, and that's why he's not my sleeper. Brashad Perriman is battling a knee injury. He needs to stay healthy. If he does stay healthy, he's, he's a sleeper. Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell is also a guy who I believe in this season. Last season, uh, Philip Rivers targeted the slot 26% of the time. That is a big number. And we know that we know what Philip Rivers does to slot guys throughout his career. And Paris Campbell kind of fits in that mold of Keenan Allen. Now, he's not Keenan Allen. No one is Keenan Allen. As you can see on Hard Knocks, this guy is amazing. But he plays Keenan Allen's role. So I think those three guys I'm looking at as sleepers for me. But I'm going with Eric Ebron. In 2014, which is long ago, but not that long ago, this guy was Two, the number not 10. Not that long ago. 2014 probably had six years. Demarius ago. Thomas is like the number one wide receiver. Also, you guys go, you know what? Pick one sleeper, Jay. You go with two. You're picking three. <laughs> Four. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, who, no. Anyway, e- before Ebron, you guys carry jump on, in, Paris Campbell, who else did you say? Before you guys jump in, the number one oh, pick seriously. on that, on that, who in that draft. Fourth? Mike Evans, uh, Sammy Watkins, Jadavian Clowney, C.J. Mosley, Brandon Cooks. Okay, so don't tell me that this is a very long time ago. Um, Eric Ebron was the number 10 overall pick in that draft because of what he does. He was never used correctly with the Lions, didn't get along with the coaching staff, had the case of the dropsies, and never panned out. Then he went over to the Indianapolis Colts and did nothing except become a machine. 20 TDs in the last three seasons. He is a wide receiver in a tight end's body. He flat out gets open. He was number two in hog rate for tight ends last season when he was on the field. Number three in separation from defenders. Except last season, he was 32nd in the league in QB rating thrown his way. He was also 32nd in target accuracy. 24th in catchable balls. Jacoby said it's just not, Brissett is just not good. The last time that he had a good quarterback throwing to him in the right system... He led the league in his position. The last year, he was number two in contested, contested catch rate. That's what makes him such a big-time target in the goal line. Steelers just signed him for a two-year, $12 million contract. That is starter money on, at tight end. That's not Austin Hooper, but that's starter money. The Steelers don't have a true red zone threat outside of him. You could put Chase Claypool in that discussion, but he's a rookie, and he seems to be, although he is impressing, I'm not putting my chips in a rookie wide receiver in the first half of the season. That's just not how I do, especially this year. Right now, he's an absolute steal going at tight end 20. If you do not take a tight end early in the draft, 
like a Mark Andrews or a Darren Waller or even one of the big guns, then this is the guy you need to be drafting. All of the reports, and you know what? That's a little bit, that's a little bit of hyperbolic. There are reports that he's looking like the best tight end, I mean the best receiver in that group uh, with Big Ben. He is flashing dominance. They love what they're seeing out of him. And that's really all you can go on right now because I loved him before I heard all these. And these are just confirmation. So I think that Eric Ebron, underrated physically, underrated as a player, and I think that he's going to going, going to a situation in the Steelers where Big Ben has used tight ends and made tight ends fantasy viable before. And that's what I'm looking for. And so Eric Ebron's my sleeper this year. That's fine. I mean, he's tight end 20, so I'm not going to disagree. But they do have Juju, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Chase Claypool, James Conner. Vance Refrigeration is still there. He's, In my opinion, he's going to be touchdown dependent. But at tight end I mean, 20, it's worth the risk. Here's what I say. Every tight end under tight end six or seven is touchdown dependent anyway. So you might as well go with one that scored 10 touchdowns in a game and is looks like the red zone third in his team, right? It's also correct. All right. So those are our sleepers. Write them down. We got them for you. Now let's go over to our busts. Someone that we are just not going to draft under any circumstance whatsoever. That's right. Uh, here's to me hoping one of you put Joe Mixon in that in this conversation. Is Did you? No. No. I mean, I'm, no, Joe Mixon isn't someone I'm not going to draft ever, though. I'm just not right, drafting right. him because of his ADP. Like, if he's there in mid to late second, I'm going to draft him. I'm just not going to draft him with the first, like, 15 picks. That's the only reason why I don't have any Joe Mixon shares, because he always goes earlier than that. Correct. All right. So, t- so Michael, tell the people who you do have as your bust. <clears throat> My bust this year, folks. Adam Thielen of the Minnesota Vikings. Whoa! This I was is not your like take that. it to the bank bust. My take it to the bank bust. I'm I currently wow. don't own any Adam Thielen, and every time it gets to the point in the draft where he's available, I'm just not interested. I mean, the dude is going as the wide receiver twelve in drafts, ahead of guys like or around guys like Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay, Mike Evans. Like, are you kidding me? Adam Thielen is not on that level. Look. He was a t- star in 2017 and 2018. I'll give you that. Like, he put up over 1,300 yards on average and over six and a half touchdowns those two years, over 100 receptions. It came crashing down last season in 2019. I know it was an injury plague season, and he only played in 10 games. But when he was on the field, he was just not good. Like, he was very, very inefficient. He was the wide receiver 50 in true target value. He was 39th in points per game last season. He's now entering his age 30 season, and the main pro-Adam Thielen argument is that Stephon Diggs is gone, and that leaves 94 vacated targets, and he's the main guy there. Of course, shout out to Michael Salfino of The Athletic for this stat. The Vikings had a a big favorite of the pod, yes. The Vikings had the second least targets last season thrown to their wide receivers compared to the team's total pass attempts. So they were every time Kirk Cousins stepped back to throw compared to every single other quarterback in the league, it was the lowest chance besides Lamar Jackson and the Ravens that that pass was going to a wide receiver. They love to throw to the tight ends. They throw to the running back as well. And Adam Thielen is just not someone I'm okay with taking a chance on as a wide receiver 12 when there's guys like DJ Moore and Allen Robinson around him. It's just mind-boggling to me how you could take Adam Thielen over those two guys. 
he's I, Tim hates when I say this, but he he was a UDFA who had a he was a late bloomer. Like he he it's not like he's been this star his entire career. He had two very good seasons, but he just had a rough season and is now 30 years old. He's one of those bigger wide receivers who break down faster uh historically than smaller wide receivers. I'd rather take the shot on Justin Jefferson in round like 12 cuz I'm just not going to trust Adam Thielen this year and I'm honestly going to own zero shares and he's my big avoid bust for this year. Wow. Michael, me yeah, and you I'm have kind guard. of I don't I have no idea what, what to... <laughs> Yeah, huh? I don't know. It sounded like he said avant-garde. <laughs> anyway, Michael, you and me are usually on the same page when it comes to this stuff. It's surprising. It's surprising for sure that uh, to hear this because I, I mean, I would like Adam Thielen as my Dude. wide receiver two rather than my wide receiver one, but his opportunity is going to be massive, man. I I don't care. Avant garde <laughs> means new and unusual ideas. So this is Michael's avant garde. <laughs> All right. Oh look at me. I'm a lawyer. I know a Latin term. I just googled it. I didn't know it. Hey guys, I go to Cornell. Math, I've heard of it. Latin. I hate you guys. <laughs> um, I mean, you guys go ahead and draft Adam Thielen. Yeah, I don't see you guys at... with many Adam Thielen shares either. He's up there with some very good players, man. Yeah, I'm looking at this 2014 draft because I have it up for uh, my Ebron notes. Yo, it's crazy to look back at these drafts and like we're six years, so we know like who's what and what's who, and just see like Odell Beckham went. Th- went 12 Aaron Donald went 13th behind guys like Blake Bortles Sammy Watkins Greg Robinson yeah that's pretty um, nice and not for nothing Carlos Hyde Carlos Hyde was drafted he's still going and guys like Jeremy Hill Jeremy and Bish- Hill and, and Bishop Sankey <laughs> so yeah that's all I gotta say about that um, in case you were wondering about my update on the 2014 NFL draft Jason who is your bust this season? As the 2014 NFL draft had many busts. Uh, I know Michael's going to agree with me here. But my number one, get this guy out of here. I'm not going to have him on my team. Even if he was a free agent, I probably wouldn't even pick him up. <laughs> guy, bust, is Julian Edelman. Wow, okay. Let's Dude, go, Jay. shock at me today, man. Give me some. Julian Edelman <laughs> was... I've discussed Julian Edelman so many times that I didn't want to choose him as my huge bust, and I wanted to choose someone a little earlier in the draft. So I'm hyped Jason chose Julian Edelman because I called him my biggest bust in a Fantasy Pros article, actually. Nice. I mean, yeah, just because I was looking at who I think is going to be the biggest bust, and every time I saw Julian Edelman, I was like, it's him. I know he's going a little late, but I'm not going to have him on any team. He's 5'10", 34 years old, and injury prone. That's number one. He also... Is in the top of the league and drop passes every year. Every year. Every year. Every year. Every year. How many years? Every year. Every year. And now let's look at who his quarterback is. Mr. Cameron Anthony, Carmelo Anthony Newton. Dude, the Patriots. It went from a bad joke to a worse joke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I tried to salvage it. First of it. all, everyone likes to talk about targets last year, the year before. Dude, the Patriots threw the ball 620 times last season. Cam Newton has never thrown the ball more than 517 times. So that's already a deduction. Cam Newton never threw for over 3,900 yards. The most yards he's ever thrown for was his rookie year. Julian Edelman has always thrived on targets. 
the highest yards per target he's ever had in his career, 7.9. If he were to get 125 targets, that wouldn't even equal 1,000 yards. I don't know what else to say. Like, he's not going to get the 150 targets. He has a worse quarterback who didn't even play last season. He's old, injury-prone, and drops balls. And, and a Cam Newton receiver has never caught more than 80 passes ever. And a Cam Newton receiver has never caught more than 80 passes ever. That's what I have to say. I agree That's wholeheartedly. Julian Edelman, I, every time someone drafts Julian Edelman in drafts, I'm like, yes. I, I hate that Leonard for what Leonard Fournette and Darius guys are just off draft boards now because those are two other guys where I was like, yes. Same with David Montgomery. Yeah. Gosh darn it. True I'm not gonna lie, I would I would have Leonard Fournette here. Um when we started when we said we we're gonna make notes about this, like well well not that we said like every year we do a bust category and I was ready to list Leonard Fournette under my busts. Um I said that I would be willing to draft him in like the fifth round, which, you know, is a bust for what's going on with him. But now, obviously, don't draft Leonard Fournette. Another guy not to obviously draft. Rob Gronkowski, man. That's my big bust. Hell no. No, no, no. I will not be owning any Gronk at all. He was injury prone before he took an entire year off to party and have ridiculous amount of unprotected sex with young women. All right? Who knows? Maybe he's going to get be gone with Mono at one point. But seriously, injury prone. He's either going to be a super hit or a super miss. In the last six years, he's finished as the tight end one three times. Those three years that he didn't finish as tight end one, tight end 15, tight end 22, tight end 11. New coach, better supporting cast around him. He's not going to be the only weapon. In Bruce Arians' career, no tight end has ever received more than 55 targets with Arians as a head coach. Yes, he's low risk at ADP. He's being drafted right now as a tight end 9 or 10. But I'd so much rather have a guy like both of the guys, Michael said, uh, Jack Doyle, I mean, plus Jack Doyle, uh, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Eric Ebron. I'd rather have all these guys. I'm not the big Hayden Hurst fan, but I'd rather have Hayden Hurst. I'd rather have Austin Hooper. And in our home league, the one that we always talk about often and we care about the most, with a lot of sharp, sharp players, he went in the sixth round. And that's especially why I'm not taking Gronk. Because someone in your league, no matter how educated or deep your league is, unless you're playing in an industry league, is going to pick Gronk way too early. And thank you, because every time someone wastes a pick, that moves your spot up one. Yeah, and it's great. you know that your spot moving up one can be the difference between the championship and not. That's one tight end less to worry about when he's off, one player less to worry about because you didn't draft a guy who's being used in the same way, quoting an article, that Antonio Gates was used at the end of his career. <laughs> Antonio Gates, if you remember, was a streaming at best tight end who played mostly in the in the He's a goal line guy. In the red zone. Right. It was Hunter Henry the other time. And they have a young guy named OJ Howard, and they don't throw to the tight end. And Camion Bray still on the roster. I cannot say more how much I am fading the shit out of Rob Gronkowski. I and agree you know with you guys there too. Do you know what's my only the only way I'm fading Gronk the I'm drafting Gronk? 
You figure in the first game, maybe Tom Brady throws to Gronk more mm-hmm. because he's familiar. To he catches him. a he catches a touchdown, and then you trade him. You use the name, you trade him immediately. That's the only way I'm drafting him. And like, the, maybe if he falls down to like the or he doesn't round, have a big game, round. which is very likely, and then you're stuck with him. <laughs> or no, you could just drop him. You, you know, you draft him in the thirteenth round. Who cares? I'm only drafting him in the free rounds like that, and he's never going in the free rounds like that. So I'm not drafting. Yeah, him. someone's paying up for the name every time. Right, every single time. So, like, leave the man landmine there. Sometimes fantasy landmines are the best-case scenario. 100%. You know? Uh, sometimes I drop guys just so someone else could pick them up and I can laugh at them gloriously. Um, all right, so that is our sleepers and busts. It's Friday, man. We are going into the season. The season is upon us. Oh, boy, oh, boy. The it's upon Labor us, man. Day weekend. It's time to draft. This is it. The last mock draft that we're going to give you. No games, no gimmicks. We're going to bring it to you straight from what we perceive. Hear it and from what our we heads. We would want, right? Not by some strategy, not by other experts, us. What teams are we going to draft? That is what is coming up next. Um, yeah. So let's get it started. Here we go. It is time for our mock draft. 12 teams, 15 rounds, one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one flex, one kicker, one defense, 15 picks overall, and we have to fill out our roster, so we're going to pick a kicker and a defense. That is the way we're going to do it because, as I can tell you right now, Jason currently is defenseless. Um, in our main league, our home league. In his main league, yeah, in our main league. So he's he's going to wait until the last second. Mm, Although, I will say there's someone out there on the waiver wire in terms of defenses that if I was Jason, I would be fucking clamoring to get right now. Tim, but, Jason's taking his time. He has good bench pieces. Thank Let you. the man he live. He have a very good bench yeah. right now. He does. He, does, he has he a good does. bench. I'm trying um, to make some two-for-one moves so I could smart, not smart. drop someone. We are going to give you guys all ends. Of the 12-man draft, Michael's going to draft from the one spot. I am going to draft from the sixth spot. And Jason is going to be drafting at the 12th spot. So half PPR ends covered. This is half PPR. I thought I mentioned that. Maybe I didn't. Um, half PPR all as well. Um, half PPR is the best thing to mock because it gives you the closest thing. to. If you're doing a standard draft, it's not going to sway so much. If you're doing a... PPR draft, it's not going to sway so much. And this is now the standard here. So uh, we're going right in the middle. I'm ready when you guys are. Are you guys ready? I'm ready, ready? man. Ready? I'm starting ready. the draft. With- started, Michael. You are on the clock number one overall, and I have no idea who you're going to draft. Yeah, I've been very outspoken about drafting Saquon Barkley or Zeke with the first pick is just being absolutely ridiculously dumb. Christian McCaffrey would have been the number one overall running back last season, even if he took away all his touchdowns. That's all that needs to be said. I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. Michael's taking Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and then the draft gets a little bit interesting because someone that I, what the freak? Um, <laughs> Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, and then Josh Jacobs goes number five overall. Oh, shit. Oh, man. That's harsh. Tim drafted Josh Jacobs in our home league and now has just a huge raging boner for Josh Jacobs. I mean, I, I already had a raging boner for Josh Jacobs, but it got even more raging when I got him in not only that, but also the Dynasty League. Yeah, went from 6 to midnight real quick. <laughs> nah, it was like it was like 10.30 to midnight. Like, a ben <laughs> like I was already there. The I was already there. 
But either way, <laughs> now I have to make my choice here. And when I'm looking at upside, I'm really between two guys here. I'm between Clyde Edwards, hell yeah. And Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook. And because I think Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, will be Dalvin Cook at his best. So, like, if I'm, if I'm drafting Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and I get Dalvin Cook, I am beyond ecstatic. But then I could draft Dalvin Cook and get Dalvin Cook. The only problem is Dalvin Cook's not Dalvin Cook when he's not on the field. And that's a big if. So I'm taking a risk either way here. And usually I like to take the less risky piece in the first round. To me, that person, although it's scary to go into the draft with a rookie as my number one pick, is going to be Clyde Edwards. Hell yeah. You think Cook is more risky, huh? Interesting. Um, yeah, I think that Clyde Edwards, hell yeah, is, going to, uh, is in a better offense. And he has a better situation, and he's more guaranteed to be on the field. Um, Interesting. Dalvin Cook goes next. Now, Dalvin Cook I have on my rankings higher. So I think that if oh. all, all things end equal, I think Dalvin Cook ends the season better than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire if he stays healthy. So that should be said as well. Um, Fair enough. The first wide receiver, Michael Thomas, goes on the board, followed by Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, and Kenyon Drake. You're going to be realizing this. I feel like it's becoming more and more like this all the time because uh, more and more experts are, are like kind of getting on the train that we've been on since not, not to you know pat ourselves on the back, but we are a year-round podcast, and we've literally been talking since March about the late, tight, the late wide receiver value in these drafts and wanting to get running backs early. And now everyone's kind of on that train. So these big wide receivers are falling, and you see a lot of running backs going just like in this first round where so far 10 quarterbacks out of the 11 picks. Jason, are you going to follow that trend and take these running backs too? I uh, grunted if you guys heard of me. First of all, Tim, um, shout out to our episode the other day where I co-sign. I definitely co-sign your hell yeah pick there. Um, <laughs> nice, nice. So Check I grunted, out that hat hangers episode if you haven't yet. I grunted because Kenyon Drake went right before me. So my ideal turn here. With the 12th pick is to get Miles Sanders and Kenyon Drake. That's assuming That's, that um, what's his face doesn't fall. Hell yeah, so nice that would be a little, that would be lovely. Yeah. Um. So I am lucky that one of them fell. So I'm definitely taking Miles Sanders here. Um. People who listen to us know that we very much like Miles Sanders. He did some crazy stuff as a rookie. Now my next pick, I like Drake. I like Eckler. It's half PPR. So I have Chubb left, who's a little bit one-dimensional for my taste. Joe Mixon, who's a little bit bad for my taste. Um, Aaron Jones, who has some question marks around him. And then there's still Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones. I'm usually a, I'm going to grab two running backs type of guy. But where I'm at in the draft, I think I can get a running back I like at 312 or 4-1. So I'm going to go ahead and take Tyreek Hill here. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Tyreek Hill goes before Devontae Adams. Personally, I have Devontae Adams in my rankings above Tyreek Hill, but I, I see where you're coming from. Joe Mixon uh, goes after Devontae Adams, followed by Julio Jones, Nick Chubb, and Aaron Jones. So this No super me. crazy picks besides Josh Jacobs' 105 yet. I think that Austin Eckler going at the one, 110 is kind of crazy. Well, I love me some I, Austin Eckler, so it is sure, a little but early, like, though. Yeah, but he now this guy's got Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon as his running backs. And for me, if I'm going into the season with those two as my running backs, I'm not I'm not as comfortable as I'd like to be a running back. Yeah. Um I can I can get Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. They're both here. 
At wide receiver, I talked about how I think DeAndre Hopkins is not going to get what I think he deserves in terms of targets. I could take Chris Godwin here, which would be a great pick, but I want to back up my running backs. Although, uh, now looking at it, James Connor. James Connor is here. Yeah, I feel like there's such a huge drop-off after this chunk of running backs. Once it gets to the James Connor, Chris Carson, that type of level, mm-hmm. I'm not drafting one of those guys in the second round. I'm sorry. There's no way. So I told you, la- I told you last time that um, these guys at the wide receiver position are allowing me to get Mark Andrews as my tight end. Um, and I love it. But I think here... And it's going to hurt me because I'm going to have to watch Mark Andrews do what I think he's going to do with someone else. I'm also saying Mark Andrews might be the number one tight end. The number one tight end for the last four years is staring me in the face. And I don't love any of the running backs that I have available. Stack them Chiefs, brother. I think I'm stacking the Chiefs. I'm going Travis Kelsey and I'm stacking the Chiefs. Speaking of stacking Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes goes next. Followed by George Kittle and Lamar Jackson. So some single positions going off the board. And then DeAndre Hopkins going off right before Michael. So Michael now has Christian McCaffrey. And he finally gets to pick again. The long waits of that number one pick to pick again. Um, you have a few guys on the board that look interesting. How are you playing this, Mike? Yeah, so I just want to say here, because a lot of people get the first pick, get Christian McCaffrey. They're like, nice, I got the stud. Let me take Mahomes or Jackson on the turn now. Don't do that. You're absolutely shooting yourself in the foot when you do that because taking a QB early very, very rarely pays off. It's almost always a losing compromise there. So please don't take a quarterback at the turn if you draft Christian McCaffrey. You're starting in first place in a race and then willingly jumping back down to the middle of the pack for no reason. Can I ask you one question? Sure. If Lamar Jackson was guaranteed to do what he did last year, of course you take him. You take him first overall. If he was guaranteed to, guaranteed to do what he did last year, it would be interesting. But I'm just not I'm not banking on that. He had a See, I crazy agree. I agree with you, Tim. If he was guaranteed, I'm obviously taking him. What if he was guaranteed to do 75% of what he did last year? Then you maybe take a shot at him in the third round, which I'm not going to be doing. Yeah, I'm not doing it. All right, so now, now that I'm at the turn, like I said, I'm not taking the Connor Carsons here. So what this does, it makes me set up perfectly to get a couple stud wide receivers to pair with Christian McCaffrey. So I'm going to start by taking Chris Godwin, who I think is in line to get a bunch of work uh, uh, with Tom Brady me. there. So I'm going to take nope. Chris Godwin. And nope, here it's between – Tim does love Chris Godwin. For me, it's between Kenny Galladay and DJ Moore. DJ Moore is one of my hat hangers, someone I really like this year. His ADP is lower, but I know for a fact I'm not going to get him later. Kenny Galladay has big-time upside. I just love me some DJ Moore. So I'm going to go DJ Moore here. I have him slanked, ranked slightly higher slanked. than Galladay in my rankings. So I'm going to pick, if I ever find DJ Moore in this damn thing, DJ Moore along with Chris Godwin. Michael putting his money where his mouth is. Um, James Conner goes next, followed by Chris Carson, Kenny Galladay, and Mike Evans, which leaves me on the board. Um, looking at some interesting, interesting things because I would have loved here to take Mark Andrews. And I think that like now that I'm looking at this, what I would have done in retrospect was take Chris Godwin and then take in Mark Andrews in the third round here. You really like Andrews, man. Yeah, really. I, I really do like Andrews. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I mean, I, he's in consideration to draft now. I feel like he's the number one receiver for the for 
a guy that's getting drafted in the second round right now. So I, I think that that's, that's all I have to say about that. Um, I'm looking at the wide receivers. The wide receivers don't really tickle me pickles. Uh, Adam Thielen, Michael, talk about his his shakiness. Um, at running back, you got David Johnson. I think it's a little too early to pick him. You got Todd Gurley. It's too early to pick him. This is a tough one. I'm not in love with anyone right now, and I've been picking Mark Andrews in the second round so often. This third is gonna round, third round. I'm, I'm in the third round. I'm going to I'm going to talk about something I like this year and um I think that I'm going to take this guy which is someone that's usually out of my character to take, but I'm going to take him and I'll explain why. The Dolphins, I mean the uh the Cowboys took CeeDee Lamb this year and they pair him with Michael Gallup. And Amari Cooper is a great route runner, a great talent. Great at catching the ball. That's why it's $100 million. What he's not great at doing is beating man-to-man press coverage. Especially last the year, top half corners in the league. Right. And last year, when he got put in the slot, he was much more effective. And I think Mike McCarthy taking his years off um, and really studying the game and what it is now is going to use Amari Cooper in the slot way more often. Not to say that he's going to be the slot receiver. But I think all three of those guys can line up anywhere. I I think so, too. Right. So I think that because of that, Amari Cooper is going to be a little more consistent this season. And I think because of that, I'm going to take Amari Cooper here because I'm not in love with anyone else. And I'm going to hopefully hope that I'm right. So uh, Hopefully yeah. hope that I'm right. Oh, and I picked Allen Robinson by accident. This oh. guy. Let me. I think I could reverse the draft. Give me a second here. All right, guys. So I actually am able to just fix the pick. Shout out to Sleepers nice. Mock. Yes. So Tim does have Amari Cooper on his team now. He reverted. He it reverted. So that's that's good. Amari Cooper, and then again it reverted. So everything gets picked after that. Adam Thielen goes Yuck. next, followed followed by David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Jonathan Taylor, and Todd Gurley. And again, I can't. I cannot stress enough that these running backs are going so early now. That running back run in the third round with Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Calvin Ridley available is disgusting. It's And it's crazy because particularly Jonathan Taylor, who I, I tweeted about this. Jonathan Taylor ha- is not the number one guy yet. And there's always a rookie who gets all this buzz that isn't the number one guy that ends up splitting carries that always burns someone. Last a couple years ago it was Carry On Johnson. I remember people were, were drafting Carry On Johnson way too early. Last year it was Alexander Madison. They were drafting him. I'm not Alexander Madison. Um uh Daryl Henderson. They were drafting him way too early. With no clear path to a job. And I, I feel like Jonathan Taylor is that guy with no clear path to a job. And he's gonna cost you even if he does start week four, he's gonna cost you the first four weeks from with your number three pick. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yuck, yuck, yuckaroo. I think he is going a little early for my taste. Is not what I was going to say, Tim. I disagree wholeheartedly. (laughs) I was literally hoping and praying for Jonathan Taylor to fall to me here. Interesting. When I said I want a guy at the 312-41, I was talking about Jonathan Taylor. Marlon Mack was a decent running back last year solely because of that offensive line. He's a bad runner. 
They drafted this guy super early. He's one of the most productive college running backs ever. Phillip Rivers has always been a great quarterback for running backs. They are always good on the ground and through the air. And it's an amazing offensive line. To get him as your third player at the end of the third round is a no-brainer for me. Interesting. Yeah. You're really far off, you and I, on that one. Yeah. I'm I'm in between you guys. <laughs> I'm okay with taking Jonathan Taylor there. I definitely do think he has a lot of upside behind that offensive line, and Marlon Mack isn't a big concern. But I do think it's a little too rich for my taste, his current ADP. But, Jay, I, get, I know you're not taking a running back here with the running backs available. Melvin Gordon, Mark Ingram, Devin Singletary. So what are you going to do here? Katie, you got Sanders and Hill on your team so far. Yeah, um, I would have loved to get Jonathan Taylor here. There are two wide receivers left who I absolutely love. One of my hat hangers, who I'm super excited to get, A.J. Brown. To get him here is amazing. Um, I'm higher than ADP on him. He's going to be great for the Titans. Even if his efficiency goes down a little, he's going to get more targets. So it cancels out. And now, right now, my decision is between Ridley and Woods. I'm going to pass up on a second running back because I wanted Taylor here. So between Ridley and Woods is a tough decision for me because I think Woods is safer. Ridley. No Andrews, huh? Maybe has more upside. I don't want Mark Andrews. I'm going to stay true to the Brodo name and grab Robert Woods. I was hoping Woods would fall to me. I was I, I was going to grab him. He wasn't going to. Um, Leonard Fournette goes next, followed by Melvin Gordon. Leonard Fournette. Okay, so this is a little behind. Sorry about that. Juju Smith-Schuster, Allen Robinson. There he goes. And Cooper Cup. Unbelievably late for Allen Robinson, man. Our next. Um, there goes Allen Robinson. Yeah, I, I almost got Allen Robinson and Amari Cooper after picking Allen Robinson uh, by accident. So I'm looking at these running backs now, and here's the time where I start to get a little nervous because I don't love the guys that are here, and I like the wide receivers enough where I don't want to draft one of these guys. So I'm just going to hope that they're going to make it to me in the next 10 picks. I have a few guys um, that I want to see. Um, OBJ is here for me. Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, DJ Chark, Tyler Lockett, Terry McLaurin. All these guys are names that I like to hear. What did you say, Mike? I didn't say anything. Jason said do 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 about DJ Chark. Oh, correct. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> so my decision here is between, I mean, all these guys. I'm not really considering Metcalf here. Um, Ridley, I like his potential. But I, Tim, you don't like the sixth pick, huh? I it's not it's not really my favorite pick. I haven't I haven't mocked out of this pick at all this year, and I don't know. Um, maybe OBJ. Maybe Tyler Lockett. I think I'm gonna go OBJ here in the fourth round. Um, that's a guy who is a huge upside pick in the fourth round. So I'm gonna go with OBJ here. I get it. Lock up two wide receivers. Mark Ingram goes next, followed by Calvin Ridley. Mark Andrews finally off the board, and DK Metcalf. Uh, go ahead, Michael. You're up. Two picks. Yeah, it's my turn. And like Tim said, the running backs here are not fourth slash fifth round turn. Uh, they're not worth it here. Uh, Singletary, Mostert, Montgomery, Hunt, Akers, Rojo, Swift. I'm not taking a shot here yet on any of those guys. So I'm going to go right back to the wide receiver pool because there are still tons of great players here. I'm going to go DJ Chark here because I think he's a stud. And guess what? The Jaguars are going to be trailing all season, and DJ Chark is going to just get a million receptions this year. So DJ Chark to start. 
We're starting three wide receivers and a flex, so I can go another wide receiver here. I could go tight end to get Zach Ertz, but there's a couple tight ends later on that I like a lot that I'm okay with getting if I wait. So I'm going to go right back into a wide receiver pool, and I'm going to go with another young, exciting wide receiver in Terry McLaurin. Michael, I'm not going to lie. I'm, uh, Zach Ertz, that's a tough one to pass on in the fifth round, and he's here for me as well. So these tight ends are, are kind of getting the treatment. And now here we go Oof, because there goes the running Kareem backs Hunt. I wanted all got taken. Devin Singletary goes next, followed by T.Y. Hilton, and the two guys that I was hoping were going to fall to me, um, Kareem Hunt and Raheem Mostert. Now here's where the draft strategy comes in because uh, at wide receiver, I love Tyler Lockett this year. I think having him as my third receiver would be incredible. This is a great spot to get him. I was, I was just deciding between McLaurin and Lockett. Here's the question. How bad do I want to lock up my second running back slot? Because if I'm looking at these guys, Cam Akers is who I'm trying to draft there. Now, all of us went seesaw running back here, staying true to the Brodo name, huh? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was hard-pressed not to because if you look at the, the rosters, there's two running backs on, on all the teams, at least two running backs on all the teams that are in front of me. Four running backs on one team, three running backs on another, except Jason's. And Jason needs a running back. And I know that if Cam Akers gets to Jason, he, he's not skipping Jason. What? <laughs> so I have to make this decision now. Am I willing to give up on Tyler Lockett in order to grab a guy like, not even a guy like, grab Cam Akers himself? Or do I love Tyler Lockett enough to skip on that and wait and maybe Ronald Jones or guys like or a guy like that comes back to me after this? Um, I am going to take Tyler Lockett. There it goes. Very so nice. Tyler Lockett is next, followed by Zach Ertz. Cam Akers does not make it to Jason. He goes Oof. two picks later. <laughs> Dak Prescott and David Montgomery. A guy that I was expecting. And Stefan Diggs, another guy you skipped. Man, over. I'd be pissed in real life if that just happened. Jeez. Yeah. I'm angry. Yeah. So uh me and Jason both in running back conundrum. So is Michael. So it's this is this is different um than the the mock drafts we've done. Page uh patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy if you want to hear all the mock drafts we've done throughout the season, because while you guys were getting the heat wave, there was extra episodes and some and a bunch of those extra episodes were mock drafts. So our mock drafts have looked very different than this. And this is uh it's interesting that this is how it's going down. So yeah. Jason, you have Miles Sanders, Tyree Kill, AJ Brown, and Robert Woods. So you have a solidified wide receiver core. Who are you picking now? Honestly, at this point, Cam Akers was like the only person I liked. Right now, I literally don't like anyone. Like I would much rather if this was like a dynasty league, just trade. Like I'm gonna over I'm going to overreach for two guys right now because if you look at the board, no one really sticks out. And I do need a running back, but the running backs left are gross. True. So, I don't really know what to do here. I don't like it. I mean, there's a clear wide receiver, in my opinion, that you should be taking. Don't a couple that I'd be interested in. Don't tell me what to do. I could go another wide receiver. I, it's a little too early for me to take a tight end that isn't the top four. There's a few wide receivers that I would um, like I'm going to take another wide receiver because the wide receivers are the best positions left. 
and he can fill my flex, and I have the best wide receiver core in the league. So, Cortland Sutton, welcome to my I squad. I have the best wide receiver core in the league. That's who I was thinking of, Cortland yeah. Sutton. Sutton, Sutton, yeah, Sutton, Sutton at 5'12 is a great deal. I mean, Cooper, Beckham, Lockett, I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys here. We, we all have pretty great receiving cores. And now I'm looking at the rest of the people. I mean, Keenan Allen's still here, which is pretty appetizing at this point, even though I'm not a big Keenan Allen guy. Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller. Because I have such good wide receivers already and I don't have a second running back, I'm going to have to use some makeshift running backs to start the season. I'm going to go upside here and grab DeAndre Swift. Interesting. Drax. So Jason goes DeAndre Swift, I wanted him. which is interesting. And I'll, uh, it could get even more interesting. And we'll, we'll get to that. Kyler Murray goes next. Ronald Jones, mother freaker. Goes to the team that already has four running backs. So fifth running back goes to that team. Keenan Allen, Devontae Parker, Devontae Parker, and A.J. Green goes next. So here I am again in a situation where I am shit out of luck on running backs. So I'm going to go again, and I'm going to dip into that wide receiver pool again because I believe in these wide receivers. And Will Fuller is a guy who I'm looking at here, Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks also. Um, Hollywood Brown, I, I am lower on than the average person. Uh, I think a lot of people are expecting like, hey, he's going to be the the number one target guy this year for the um, Ravens because that's just how like common sense goes. And I disagree with that. I still think it goes to Mark Andrews. I think he's the number one guy there. So I think I'm going to go Will Fuller here. I, I love the reports that he is working with a injury specialist to completely change the way he runs. Uh, just a personal story. I broke both of my ankles. I tore ligaments in my right ankle. And because of that, I have problems getting injured all the time. And then I went to a movement specialist who also was my brother-in-law, um, who you may have heard me interview twice for veterans minimum. Um, he ran a 50 mile uh, race in the woods, a marathon, uh, an ultra marathon. So, and then he fixed me. He gave me the tools. He fixed me up. He put me in the, in the right positions. And now I don't get injured when I play, knock on wood. Um, I hope that happens for Will Fuller too because he's going to be starting in my flex. So my team so far, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, uh, Travis Kelsey, Amari Cooper, OBJ, Tyler Lockett, and Will Fuller. Michael, you are up. Christian McCaffrey, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, DJ Chark, and Terry McLaurin. Uh, that's a pretty good fucking squad. I'm not going to lie in terms True of that. receivers. Um, Michael, you are up next. Who you got? Yeah, it is my turn now, and I'm going to go with my man, the one and only Tyler Higby. Fill that tight end position here. Someone I'm very high on. If I can't get Robert Woods, at least I could get some Tyler Higby in my life. So I'm going to fill my tight end position there. One of the reasons why I didn't take Zach Ertz in round four is because I knew I could get a Tyler Higby, Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, Austin Hooper later. Here, with the way the board is looking, I'm okay spending this pick on Tyler Higby and now I'm going to dip back into the running back pool to fill my RB2 with Mr. All Reliable might be a bit touchdown dependent but you know he's going to get work only 25 years old and has similar rushing numbers to Derrick Henry in his time in the league Mr. Jordan Howard interesting over Matt Breida over Matt Breida yes I thought you were a Matt Breida over Jordan Howard guy if I'm going safety I think Matt uh, Jordan Howard is safer plus I think Matt Breida could fall to me in the next round so shh Okay. Um, I don't know if that's the case, Michael. Just putting that out there. Um, because I'm looking at Matt Breida here as the last of the remaining starters. Um, I need to fill my running back slot. I have now um 
I have now gotten a good bounty of of guys. I'm looking at quarterback here: Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, Matt Stafford. No, that no one that I want to skip a guy on for. Like if I know he's not, he he went a long time ago. But if a guy like um, Kyler Murray was here at this point, I would draft Kyler Murray. Or if a guy like Deshaun Watson was here, I would make the move for Deshaun Watson. But I'm going to go back to wide receiver because the running back that I hope is going to fall, I think will fall to me. Um, I hope he does because I'm – oh, as you hear my phone making noise. Um, the chime that you're on the clock. Yes. Michael Gallup is who I'm going to take here. Nice. Debo Samuel, Evan Tim, Ingram. Turn off Jarvis. the damn volume, will you? Yeah, I don't know how it went on. I don't know how that happened. Mute sounds. In the middle of the right. seventh round, this guy turns the volume on. I don't know how that happened. Uh, Debo Samuel, Evan Ingram, Jarvis Landry, Rob Gronkowski, and Tyler Boyd go a next. A little bit of a tight end run over the past week or so. Week? Uh, excuse me, round. <laughs> yes. Um, we just mentioned in our bust, there goes Rob Gronkowski in the seventh round. And you can still get guys like Jarvis Landry and Tyler Boyd and Michael Gallup and Debo Samuel and Marquise Brown and all these guys in the seventh round. You did round. just Brandon love it. Cooks. Like, you got to love, love it. Um, all right, Jason, you're up. I'm up. I'm up. That's my name. Me. I'm up. Yes, that's the game. I need a running back now. What? I don't have a second running back. Um, actually, I do. DeAndre Swift. The fuck am I talking about? I forgot what my team looks like. I'm a little disheveled because I wanted Tyler Higby and Michael took him from me. And now I don't really like the tight ends too much left at this point. So I'm not going to take another tight end. And I don't like the quarterbacks much either. So I'm just going to keep adding to my flex. Just keep throwing on that bench. Guys, it's never, and girls, and all, it's never a bad time. (laughs) The bench pieces are always valuable. And you don't need to fill your quarterback and tight end. And I'm going to fill my bench with two guys who I think are very valuable. So, Mr. Matt Breida and Mr. Tevin Coleman. Interesting. Yeah, it's two guys I like. Um, I think Coleman's going to get a lot of work. I think Breida's going to get a lot of work, too. And those are two guys I genuinely think I could put in my running back two spot if DeAndre Swift isn't really playing early in the year. A couple guys I was hoping to fall to me at the end of the eighth. So, thanks, guys. Hunter Henry goes next, followed by Aaron Rodgers, Alexander Madison, Drew Brees, and Matt Ryan as the quarterback run starts to start. Um, for me, the guy that I wanted to drop did. Uh, I mentioned on Johnson as a possible sleeper. Um, Jason just mentioned that DeAndre Swift might not play in the first few weeks. So I'm looking here to fill my running back slot for the first few weeks, and then I'm going to let it ride, and I'm going to see what happens from there. Um, and I'm going to hope I can play the waiver wire and make a trade or something later in the year. But for right now, I am putting a starting running back in my running back slot in the eighth round. So worked out pretty well that I got to get the tight end. I got to get all five of those wide receivers I liked and get a starting running back in that round. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Travis Kelty, Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham, Tyler Lockett, Will Fuller, Michael Gallup, and Carryon Johnson. For Jason, Miles Sanders, Tyree Kill, A.J. Brown, Robert Woods, Cortland Sutton, DeAndre Swift, Matt Breida, and Tevin Coleman. Um, after my pick of Carryon Johnson went Julian Edelman, the Twins' favorite guy. <laughs> Although in the in the eighth round... No. I mean, not the worst place to get Julian Edelman. Nope. Miko Hardman, C.D. Lamb, and Antonio Gibson, a guy who I was hoping was going to fall to me in the ninth round, but probably was stupid to think that. Um, go next. Michael, you are up. Yes, I am. And I'm going to draft a wide receiver who has no business being here available at 8.12. Now that I have my lineup filled out except for QB, I'm not a QB early guy, or I'm cool with waiting on QBs, and I'm not super interested in the QBs that are currently here. So I'm going to take my man Marvin Jones here. Uh, 
should be in line for a lot of big games this year with a healthy Matt Stafford. He was a top 12 true target value wide receiver last year and was a top 12 wide receiver with Stafford last season, and he's always been a big play threat. And then I'm going to go with an upside running back who most people like more than I do, but if he's going to get work, he'll be worth it here in the ninth round, especially since I'm a little RB needy. So I'm going to go with Zach Moss. Ah, damn, Michael. Killing me. I was hoping Zach Moss was going to follow me. Emmanuel Sanders, Latavius Murray, James White, and Tom Brady go next. Another hardcore uh, for me. I know the Twins aren't on the James White bandwagon this year, but uh, if you're, again, doing a seesaw running back and you don't take two running backs early, James White at least you know is going to have you a floor that it's not going to kill you. Um, So I'm looking around here. Uh, I think the next pick for me is going to be a wide receiver, even though I already have some wide receiver depth. Uh, a guy I like a lot and a guy who I think is a tear break big time over the guys behind him is Deontay Johnson. I feel like he is going to have a big opportunity with Big Ben to be better. Pretty and late. He's over. And right now, yeah, the guys are Henry Ruggs, Darius Slayton, Jerry Judy, Christian Kirk, Sterling Shepard. So getting him in the ninth round is a great value, and I'm going with Deontay Johnson here. Sony Michelle goes next, followed by Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, Darius Slayton, Jerry Judy. Jason, you're on the board. Yeah, I know exactly who I want. Um, I'm going to take my tight end here because there's a tight end that I like, and I think he will be valuable this year. That's Jonu Smith attached to Ryan Tannehill. And then I'm going to grab another wide receiver because at the end of the day, I now only have four, so I need another one. And I like three guys here, Sterling Shepard, Jamison Crowder, Jalen Ragor, and all their ADPs are back-to-back-to-back on Sleeper at the moment. Um, I'm going to go with Jamison Crowder. I think he's the safest and has high upside too. Should have mentioned that Jalen Rager is going to miss the season. I, I'm sorry, miss the beginning of the season. Yeah, miss the season. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, slow down yeah, there, yeah, guys. Yeah. Slow, slow down a little bit. Does that, uh, does that, well, we'll get to that. No, let me ask you, does that affect, did that affect your pick right there and picking Jameson Crowder over him? No, I don't think so because he's a rookie wide receiver, so you're not really drafting him to be starting for you week one anyway. You're drafting him for his upside in the mid and back end of the season. Alrighty then. That's true. Um, Hayden Hurst goes next, followed by Henry Ruggs, San Francisco 49ers defense, first defense off the board. Daryl Henderson and Jared Cook go next. That leaves me here. I'm going to go running back because I'm running back needy, and there's a running back here that looks like he's going to get the bulk of his team's work in week one, and I'm going to go with Tariq Cohen um, at the running back position here, 10.7. What do you think about that, Mike? I think it's a decent pick in the 10th round, especially with the David Montgomery injury now because their backup running back is Artavis Pierce. So if Cohen even gets a little more run in like actual rushing work to add on to his pass catching work, I think he's a good pick there. Good pick. Good pick. I'm surprised Ooh. you made a good pick. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Christian Kirk, Damian Harris, Matthew Stafford. Ooh. Damn. And Tony Pollard, go next. Michael, you're up. Yes, I am. Um... I'm going to go here with an interesting pick. I'm going to get another tight end, a high upside tight end, someone I was just talking about. I'm going to pick Noah Fant here. I think Noah Fant has a lot of upside, and I'm cool holding two tight ends if they're guys I think that could be flex-worthy. And both these guys I think could be flex-worthy in due time. So now I have the option to draft basically anyone else, and someone going with in the 11th round, which is an absolute joke, is Sterling Shepard. I think his ADP is crazy. I like Rager. I like Justin Jefferson a lot, but 
Sterling Shepard has no business being an 11th round pick. He is the number one receiver for the Giants when healthy. So I'm taking Sterling Shepard here. And then it goes to the Bills. I'm taking Tim's job. Chase Edmonds, Daniel Jones, and Baltimore Ravens defense, which means Tim is back on the clock. All right, I'm up. I think I'm going to go with Cam Newton here because I want a quarterback with upside. I'll probably draft two quarterbacks um, here. So I'm going to go with Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Uh, Mr. With the 11th pick. Mr. I can't really throw, but boy, can I run. Let's see if he can run this year too, though. I'm going to take later on. I'm going to take a quarterback that can only throw. So it'll be it'll be a, a, a nice uh, if I could draft start the both of the guys. Nah, I'll just I'm going to start Cam Newton in his first game against Miami. In sleeper and mock drafts, that, I'm stream. the problem I have with sleeper mock drafts is that they take two quarterbacks a team. So QBs do go quick. So I definitely understand the the need to go Cam Newton now for you. So I don't hate the pick for sure. Um, all right. Pittsburgh Steelers goes next, followed by Jalen Rager, Boston Scott, Adrian Peterson, and Justin Jefferson. Jason, you got two picks. Go ahead. It's my turn. It's my turn. I think it's time to take a quarterback here um, because I don't want my guy to get stolen from me. And that guy is Ryan Tannehill. Trying Tannehill. The Brodo, the true throw value king. Minshew's a little more enticing now, but I'm going to go there. And then... Looking at the flex guys left, find a nice backup here. You know, I call Armstead's a little Armstead's a little interesting, but I don't really believe in that offense. I'm gonna go with a backup tight end here, just in case John Lou Smith doesn't pan out, because I'm a big fan of Jack Doyle. Interesting. Jack Doyle over Austin Hooper? Are you kidding me? Honestly, I I my brain skipped past Austin. Honestly, I like Jack Doyle, man. No, if you take Jack Doyle over Austin Hooper in an actual league, I'll knock you out. Why? Because <laughs> that's nuts. It's Philip Rivers tight end, baby. It's absolutely nuts. <laughs> Don't Phillip get Rivers me started. Tight end, baby. Don't get me started. Right no, now. yeah, I did not see him. If I'm being honest. <laughs> Tim. All right, you guys done with that? Uh, AJ Dillon goes next, followed by Austin Hooper, John Brown, New England Patriots defense, and Bryce Love. And this is where I take a guy that I was. Um, that I was pining for. I think he's gonna have a good he's gonna have a good year. I'm going back to back quarterbacks here, and I'm gonna take Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Brother. Interesting. You're going Ron with Pug. another QB, huh? Back to back quarterbacks. Going with back to back QBs. Uh Anthony Miller, Chicago Bears, Keyshawn Vaughn. Big Ben Roethlisberger goes next. Michael, you have two picks here. Three picks left in your draft. Yeah, I think it's about time I get my QB. Jason stole Tannehill from me. I'm going to go pure upside here and go with Joe Burrow, the rook. I'm going with someone who uh, could make a splash in the league, and if not, then I stream tight ends, which I'm perfectly fine with in 12-team leagues. Quarterbacks, excuse me, yes. And, by the way, folks, it's better if people in your league are drafting two quarterbacks because they're wasting spots on two quarterbacks. So, sleeper, that's one thing about it. They always draft multiple quarterbacks, so it may seem like you're in a bad spot, you're not actually in a bad spot. And now I'm going with someone who just suddenly got put into an, a starting role, more than likely, Mr. Rykel Armstead. Okay. It's Interesting. Sammy Watkins, Deshaun Jackson, Justin Jackson, and Preston Williams goes next. Um, Michael, it's funny that you mentioned that. I wonder who Tim's going to take. <laughs> I'm going with a running back from Jacksonville as well. I'm going Chris Thompson. There it goes. Baker Mayfield, Naheem Hines, oh, there go. Duke Johnson, 
Chargers defense and Justin Tucker go next. You're up. Yeah, I'm going to need to fill out my kicker in defense, right? Correct. So yes. just to say that I took kicker in the 13th round just for fun, I'm going to take Butker first. I was going to take Butker just now if it wasn't for Thompson. It's good for you. I did. So, And now <laughs> I need one more guy to fill out my bench, ladies and gents, before I take a defense. And that guy is my man who has a lot of upside this season, Prashad Perriman. Prashad Perriman, Kansas City Chiefs defense, Greg Zerloin. Mike Kosicki, Will Lutz, and Robbie Gold go next. Um, Tim, got to go kick our defense here. Yeah, I'm going to, and I'm going to go with a guy who's finally getting the, the recognition he deserves. I've been drafting this kicker every year, and no one wants him, and he just bangs 50-yarders and wins me weeks all the time. Matt Prater is going down. Young Hoku goes next. Zane Gonzalez, Minnesota Vikings defense, TJ Hawkinson. Michael, you're up. Way too late for Hawkinson. Let me put that out there. Now I got to go kicker in defense. I'm going with my man Kaimi Fairbairn because Houston kicks field goals and Fairbairn is pretty automatic these days. And then for defense, I'm going to go with Denver Broncos defense. I think Vic Fangio and company are going to have a solid defense this year and be more of a run-first defensive type team. So I think Denver defense could be good. Matt Gay, Jake Elliott, Alan Lazard, and Jarek McKinnon go next. I need a defense to fill myself out. I'm going with the Saints D. Brandon Ayuk, Chris Tim, Herndon. Saints D, shocking. Chris Boswell, Mike Williams, and Carl Side. Hey, I was trying to – you guys are the ones that were telling me how, oh, yeah, you know, they have no chance. They have no chance two years ago, and I, 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 won, some, I won some championships with them. As I, as I need a defense, defense to finish off the draft. I'm taking the Eagles because they're always a decent defense for fantasy purposes. All right. So looking at the teams, Jason – um, why don't you read your team off this in, in the starting lineup fashion where it says team? All right, yes, sir. My I have Miles Sanders and DeAndre Swift, Matt Breida, or Tevin Coleman as my second running back. With Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, Robert Woods, and Cortland Sutton in my wide receiver and flex spots. Jameson Crowder on the bench, Johnu Smith as my tight end, Jack Doyle on the bench, Brashad Perriman on the bench, Harrison Bucker, Philadelphia Eagles D, and Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback. I did that in a weird order. That was a pretty strange order. And then my squad ends up with Christian McCaffrey, of course, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, DJ Chark, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Higby, Jordan Howard, Marvin Jones, Zach Moss, Noah Fant, Sterling Shepard, Joe Burrow, Reichel Armstead, Kaimi Fairbarn, and Denver Broncos defense. Yeah, we have very similar teams, and I like mine more than yours. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, that's because For- you're not as good of a fantasy player as I am, but what are you going to do? <laughs> For me, it's either Jared Goff or... Uh- Cam Newton, Cam Newton week one uh, as a starting quarterback. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, carry on Johnson as the running backs. Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham Jr., Tyler Lockett at wide receiver. Travis Kelsey at tight end. Will Fuller at my flex, although Michael Gallup, Deontay Johnson are both in that category. All right, so that is all. That is our final episode before we give you the week one preview next week. Thank you guys so it's much crazy. for it's that time of the year. Week yeah, one man. preview. Week one preview, it's coming. Thank you guys so much for joining us this summer during the heat wave and everything else. Thank you all who support us on patreon.com slash Fantasy. Thank you everyone who visits brotofantasy.com, which we've really has really been getting an uptick in, in traffic, and we really appreciate that. Uh, brotofantasy.com for all things Broto. And, yeah, that is all. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Have a barbecue. Stay safe. Distance from each other. But have have some laughs, have some fun, uh, and do your thing. What Tim said. Word up. That's it. For, that's it for us. We'll see you next time. Later. Later. Later.